Hello, and welcome to The Process, a podcast about creative people and their creative processes. I'm Kevin Hugerworth. And I'm John Lee. Hello. And, uh... Everybody. I, this whole new format, we uh-huh. still haven't quite got used to Do we introduce the guest now, and then... It's later. We can yeah. do it. Well, their name is on the title. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, That's... uh, how you doing, John? Uh, I'm fine. I'm all right. That's not my shtick. Uh, I know, right? I'm taking it from <laughs> why, you. Why are you just fine? Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of... Uh, just kind of... Just ooh. a little bit. Just a little bit... Uh, I think I haven't been... Work has been weird. A little bit. Oh. Yeah. Weird how? Just bad? Yeah. Well, just uh. like... I don't know. Well, with yesterday, it was just like a string of unsolvable problems. Oh, no. With customers. Uh, I work at a cell phone store, for those of you who don't know. And Verizon. Like, Verizon. And people just come in, and they're like... Here, here's my... It's like, with, with Canada problems, uh-huh. it's huge. Because like my phone didn't work in Canada, and then you think you fixed it, but you can't just be like... All right, let's go to Canada and test it. Yeah. Like, uh, so it was, there was like four of those yesterday. Oh, um, no. And I've just felt I just felt useless the whole day because usually because it's so it's like really rewarding when it's like your phone works now. Have a good day. Yeah. But there were like there was like six or seven people like all in a row that I was like I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So that's uh, sad. But anyway, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I would <laughs> I was doing better like an hour ago. I'll just say it. Yeah. Uh, like. <laughs> do I want to just say it? Do you want to say it? Yeah. About the, is this is about the drunk episode? Yeah, it's about the drunk yeah. yeah. I feel weird about it. I feel weird about it. It has so many views. Weird. We yeah. all feel a little weird. And the, yeah. the Okay, the weird feeling that just happened. I was checking stats on SoundCloud, uh-huh. and this will just be like a PSA to anybody. Right. I Like, <laughs> if you have a SoundCloud account and you listen to the episode, I can see that you listen right, to the yeah, episode. Right, yeah, we can see it. Uh, and there's just a, uh, someone in particular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I was hoping like under twenty <laughs> views. I was hoping. I was oh, like, I knew it was gonna yeah. get as. I knew it was gonna. Be I as didn't high know as it was gonna. Of it's, course, it it's is. almost reached a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I've just been like. Of course, it is. It just became so real to me. I'm like, okay, this, oh, is, this is. We did this. We did this. Uh, yeah. And then this. Partic- we put it off for so long. And then this particular person listened, and I was like, I kind of thought they might, but. I don't know. And this is the only episode they listened to. Yeah. Well, it's like the second one that that I've okay. been able to track on gotcha. stats. But uh, yeah, it just got me feeling. It's just feeling weird. <laughs> It's kind of funny, but but you knew. Yeah, it's like it's out. It's on the internet. Yeah, for people to see. Sometimes you yeah. throw stuff into the ether, and you're like, "This is this doesn't matter." All of our true fans listen to that episode. <laughs> All of the hardcore ones <laughs> made it to the end anyway. Oh, uh, some people yeah. made it to the end like a crazy person. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, also, I don't remember what we plugged in this episode. Um, Shoot. So I've just know. got like a couple of things to plug because okay. they're super relevant. Uh, first of all, I, I always forget to plug this uh-huh. because it's so fucking far away. I'm not, I don't plan shows this far in advance. Uh, so I'm doing a show at the Pocket Theater in Seattle uh, with Chris Quillissi. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh-huh. Uh, and Jake Ferg. And it's called Rust Bucket. It's just a three-person improv show. Pocket Theater. Tickets are cheaper if you get them online ahead of time. It's June 4th. It's, it's really far away. But it's going to it's gonna be a good time. Uh, also this weekend, I'm in the Improvathon from 8 p.m. on Friday through like the 10 p.m. show on Saturday for 27 straight hours. <laughs> Real excited about that. I'm excited. Uh, so, yeah, come to that. There's different price points. Uh, Wait, it's Friday night to Saturday? Night, yeah. Okay. And you can, like, stop by and just see one show if you want. Like, at 5 a.m., okay. there will be spots. No one's going to be there at 5 a.m. Okay. I definitely want to do, like, a post-midnight one. Yeah, do okay. it. Come out. Yeah. And then, let's see, do I have another plug? I don't know if I can... Do they, is, is there a point in the middle of the night where they're just like, 
just go on, do whatever, fill the time. It's like a, it's like I don't a, think it's so. Like a telephone, I think there, like, there's, I think there's always just, like something. Uh, okay. We can. There's gonna be like other main stagers there to like uh-huh. if we need to sleep. Uh, we can and we can like sit out of a show, but I'm like resolving now to not do that. Okay, it's my goal to make to it never the sleep. whole thing. Do they do they reserve like the three a.m. to six a.m. spots for like the bad? That's like okay, it's four a.m. Actually, I actually don't uh, know. I, I, Kevin, you can do your format that you've always <laughs> been trying to do. Like. I there is like a there is like a set. I haven't looked at it in a while, so I don't remember. But there's a midnight musical, and I've never done a musical, so that's okay. uh oh yikes! Ooh, oh, that's told me about be that. a good time. Maybe I'll come. I'll come uh, by for that one specifically. <laughs> and then I mean, Hellingham is like right before we do like two final shows, and right uh-huh. before that is like a Hellingham, which is kind of cool. We do like a Cupid's arrow in there as well. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, that's I'm excited for satellite auditions. Yeah, uh, confirmed satellite. Okay, did it's... I tell you that I had a dream that I did satellite auditions and then I didn't get it, and you, Jake, and Jane were like threw me like a like a we're sorry party. Like, <laughs> like I came home and you guys were like, oh, no. we're sorry. Yeah, like, if you don't make yeah. it, we will throw you the right, party. Okay, that's, that was a, I didn't have a dream. That was a subtle. Yeah, cue, if you want to perform. The same theater I perform at, Satellite mm-hmm. Auditions, May 14th. Uh, email chris at theupfront.com. Yeah. I think that's just the, the... Just go to the website and find his email. Do you know anybody else that's auditioning? Uh, just I know a couple... I mean, yeah. I'm not going to name them, because right. it's like... I know a couple people who told me they want to. I don't know if they're uh, going okay, to. Gotcha. But, yeah. uh, but go audition. John will be there. I'll be uh, there. I'll be there, actually, in the audience. Yeah. Uh, that's do most judging of the, you. Do most of the main stagers? Uh, I wouldn't say most. It's okay. whoever can make it, basically. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I've only ever been to my audition, uh-huh. and there's like a good amount of people. Uh, yeah. So who do we have today? We have uh, actress Anna Wolfakul. I you learned said, that you I learned, learned her name. It. I, I'm pretty sure I said Anna when we did the uh, oh, did <laughs> outro you? too. Yeah, oh. I messed up both names. You idiot. Uh, she John. is uh, an actress at Western Washington University, president of student theater productions. Um, I was pretty sick during this episode, so I was pretty out of it. That's my excuse if I <laughs> seem out of it yeah. in the episode. All right. Well, All great. Right, let's, let's do uh, it. Uh, and, we, and we join them in a conversation already in progress. Well, I'm super excited to be recording and getting sober. <laughs> We're all sober here. Right? That's true. Well, I'm, 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 never, I'm never really you're sober. You're never really too. sober. And Anna's a trooper. She's She just got done with like hours of physical intensive yeah. workout stuff. Oh. Dang. Yeah. Me too. I know. I, I missed out on that one day in class where they... They like did. Did you guys do, were you in the class where they had the massage? Yes, thing? I was in the massage class. I was not. It was, there so was great. only okay for Kevin. I'll we'll explain this. There's basically there's like two acting classes that are like I don't know how to explain. They're the same acting class, but they just run at different times. Yeah, there's a Monday, Wednesday, and a Tuesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Thursday, okay. and like random, randomly the Tuesday, Thursday class, I think, or whatever. Like one of the slots just gets like a massage day, and the other one doesn't get it. It was amazing. And it's injustice. Nice, and it's just like the whole day. It's just like. We're just going to massage each like, other. work on your alignment. Like, release right. the tension in your hands. Yeah. Why is that? Why Why did one person get one class? Well, is it because we get a day off and you guys don't? Yes. Or? Also because uh, when they start, like, at the beginning of the quarter, usually one class starts and has a Suzuki day and a viewpoints day, and one of them only uh-huh. has a Suzuki, or only has viewpoints. Uh-huh. And so, like, they catch up at some gotcha. point. And there's an overlap day in which one lucky class that gets to just massage. There's going to be so much explaining that we have to do. Like, yeah, just like Suzuki well, for me, I'll, and I'll, I'll, and I'll like. be that guy. I'm so I don't know glad. Uh, yeah. First of all, we, we got it way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We, I mean, not from your perspective. Okay. Yeah. Not what you always feel. Well, I, 
Was what? Marina the only guest that we had that you didn't? That I didn't know. Uh, Marina, I barely knew Jane. That's before. true. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, who are you? What do yeah. you do? I don't know what you do. Who am I? And what do I do? <laughs> You're Anna. Yeah. I am. I'm Anna. Um, I. I do many things. I am a senior. I'm in my last quarter. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I almost Coffee! Oh my gosh. That would have been bad. I'm sorry. Keep <laughs> going. Just, just as long as it's on. This is just how the show goes. <laughs> as long as it's on yourself. Don't get it on the, any of the equipment. I spilled alcohol like... on John last time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Anyway. Uh, senior. You're a senior at Western. Uh, I'm a senior. studying yeah. theater. Yes. I, uh, uh, my concentrations are in acting and theater management, and I'm also an honor student. Mm. So yeah. when did you first get, get into it? Was that like back in middle school, or was that in... High school days when you first got into theater? Um, well, my first plays were actually in first and second grade because I was in a class that had two teachers and one of them just like taught drama uh-huh. and like only first and second graders did plays, which I always thought was uh, kind of that weird. Is yeah, random. Yeah, I don't know. Um, then I did choir like forever and uh-huh. I got roped from choir into a musical and was like, this is kind of fun. Also, I did gymnastics. Okay. And so then I went from that in ninth grade. And uh, auditioned for a play that year and got into it. And then I just sort of like, it's been a slippery slope. Gotcha. So, so ninth grade was like your official, first official play play, would you say? or? Yeah, kind of. Um, or like my of my own autonomous, like, I'm going to do it. Right, yeah. What, <laughs> Not what was it? Not for a class. Uh, it was a musical <coughs> review. So kind of a play. Yeah. Um, called Night of Musical Theater, which is just like... A bunch of musical songs, and some of them were dance numbers, and some of them uh, were just like solos. How did it go? Went really well. It was very <laughs> <Okay>. fun. <laughs> it was the worst it was the, experience. It might have been it. traumatizing. So I, had no, it was do, great. I had to keep the audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, like, were you super involved in the drama department in, in your high school, or was it just kind of yeah, just kind um, of there? Kind of. So sophomore year, because I went to a junior high high school. Uh-huh. So sophomore year, we went to the building of the high school, and I didn't do. Oh, I see. I didn't do any shows that year. The first one was because I was in Kentucky during Tech Week uh, for Horse Bowl, which was a, like, horse equine, like, knowledge competition. Okay. Because I'm a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, give me a horse fact. (laughs) Um... I'm trying to think of what's my best horse fact. Yo, we didn't know you were going to get quizzed on horse facts, did you? <laughs> Top three horse facts. <laughs> Top three horse facts. You don't have to listen to Kev's... Uh, John, I run the show I'm over sorry, here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, well, in lieu of facts, um, I will tell you that my, like... So, when basically, you just, like, learn, a, like, all the things. Like, uh-huh. you learn as much stuff as you can. And there were five of us on the team who were all, like... You get, like, particularly good at one things. Okay. And my thing, like, the thing that I knew the most about out of, like, anybody on our team was, like, reproduction, which I think should have been, okay. like, a trigger to, like, my parents or something <laughs> that, like, maybe we should, like... That's our girl. Have, we're so proud of her. You know yeah. so much about sperm. We're yeah. so proud. That's great. What is a, uh, an important difference about uh, horse sperm... Compared to human sperm. Yeah. Uh, well, one of them comes from a horse and one of them comes from a human. That is go. maybe the most we'll important take that. We'll take that to the bank. <laughs> sperm bank. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway. I feel like I've learned a lot. All right. I've, uh, how did we, how did we so, get So, okay. that was why I did that. Okay. So, so, I didn't do the musical that fall. 
Um, and then I I actually did audition for the other two, but I didn't uh-huh. get cast in either of them. Okay. So I did not get cast in Macbeth, and I didn't get cast in The Three Little Pigs, and uh-huh. I was very sad. Um, and then the next year I came back, and I did all three shows that year, and all three shows the next year. My right. junior year, I did, uh, like, nine plays oh, wow. in nine months. So they, have, that, they have that many plays going on? Well, there that... there were three at school, and then I did six community shows. Oh, okay, yeah, I see. Wow. Okay, I was cool. like, geez, that is a booming theater department. And then, uh, you didn't transfer to Western, right? You no, just, I like... came as a freshman. Okay, right on. And then you just immediately you knew you wanted to be a theater major, or did you kind of shop a little bit? Um, well, when I applied, I applied as, like, pre-journalism. Okay. Um, and was thinking about double majoring, or, like, maybe majoring in something else. Um, but then by the time I got to registration, I was like, I'm going to be a theater major. Right. Yeah. When you finally declared as a, as a theater major, um, did you like jump right into acting as your concentration or did you uh, yeah. explore others? Um, I actually, I think I declared theater business right then too. Um, okay. so yeah, I, because I declared in my second quarter, um, so winter quarter of my freshman uh-huh. year, which is kind of unusual, but I was like, I should just do this because I already know this is what's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you remember like uh, evolving through like the this 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 the specific series of uh, of the acting levels because I, I remember those jumps right mm-hmm. can you can you can you speak to that through like the the two hundreds which is like the the intermediate and then like the three hundreds which is more advanced yeah well um, my year a bunch of us like messed up the whole system and like uh-huh. jumped ahead so I did one sixty which is the intro class and then there were like. 10 of us who went fr- straight from 160 into 260 uh-huh. in the winter, which you are not supposed to do. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And then did 261. Uh-huh. So then we still had one leftover class that we, right. all of us leftovers, ended up taking winter of the next year. Right. Um, and so that actually, like, didn't feel like a big jump because uh-huh. it was just, like, me and my cohorts and we're moving forward. Right, yeah. Because um, I remember... Uh... Uh, Jim Lawrence, who's the professor that teaches 260, he calls like 260 intro to crying. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, is, yeah. what is the class? Like, describe the class a little yeah. bit to, to me and other people like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this 160 is intro to acting, so it's sort of just like okay. baseline. Um, 260 is. Uh, uh, it's been so long. Yeah, I'm trying to think through It's the intro to crying, is, what, is, the, is the nickname. Um, it's it's uh, your first. Oh my god, what is it? Basically, it's sort of like you like go deeper into fundamentals. Okay. Um, you do like more objective work and circles of attention and preoccupation and <coughs> things like that. And then two sixty one is your first big scene work class. So you do two scenes in that one. Okay. Um, and that works with you do uh, Chekhov and a Tennessee Williams, and uh, like start looking a little bit more at like. Uh, the beginnings of style and like playwright voice and what all of that means. Cool. Okay. So now you're like in the final like final advanced classes. I am in advanced yes. crime. Advanced, <laughs> super advanced crime. Four sixty one. Personal you, performances. <laughs> if you could tell like freshman Anna anything like certain, like, give her like any advice. What would you oh tell God. like the the many things that you would tell her? Um. Like a like a horse fact that she, <laughs> she might need to know. <laughs> oh yeah, I would have I would have told her you're not going to be a business major, you're not going to be a com or a business minor, you're not going to uh-huh. be a com minor, you're not going to be a poli sci minor. So just like 
don't. Right, yeah, don't even explore <laughs> those. You get bad yeah. grades in all of those classes, <laughs> don't take them, do your GURs, just like, fall, so then you can, your, like, sleep. Oh, your gut, right? Yeah. Um, so, but, but just, like, as an actor, though, like, is there anything that, like, any, like, certain approaches you, you took that you were like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have gone about things this way? Um, hmm. Not necessarily, like, ways that I wouldn't have gone. I think I... I would have told myself to be prepared to work harder than I was prepared to work. Okay. I guess. Um, and to, like... Uh, I I feel like I kind of came in with not, not so much out of pretension, just out of, like, utilitarian-ness. Right. That I was like, okay, I already know some of these things. Uh-huh. And I think I wish I would have just been like, nope. Or, like, I wish I had been immediately more open to things that I didn't know because I think I kind of had to like warm up into that okay Mm -hmm. um and like everybody who's ever done theater before when you take classes you have bad habits to get rid of Uh um but sometimes if you have a pre-existing idea that you know things it's harder to get rid of those all right okay yeah, that makes sense, I think, yeah. Uh, I got kind of a question. Oh, I, it is a question. It it's is, not okay. Kind of a question. <laughs> it is just a question. Confidence. Uh, uh, so I studied philosophy, um, but I did, and I've always done, like, creative stuff kind of on the side, like, yeah. on my own time. Um, and so I know in, like, philosophy courses, by the time I graduated or by the time I was in my last couple of quarters, I was seeing, like, really big improvements on, like, my papers. I was all of a sudden getting A's on papers I thought were shit. And, like, mm-hmm. and I was like, I guess something's sinking in. Like, how does that translate into a performance-based sort of major? Like, did you see yourself getting better over time? Was oh, that, What's yeah. the response? I mean, like, how does that kind of translate, I guess? Um, I think that's something that I've actually, like, been thinking about a lot, is, like, how do you evaluate work that's so subjective? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it is it is a feeling. Like, y- you just feel that things go better. You right. feel like things are more grounded, more mm-hmm. rooted, more honest. Mm-hmm. Um, train of thought. There it goes. Uh, but... Um, it's back. There we go. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of it kind of, like, comes down to, like, the integrity of your ability to evaluate yourself. Okay. Um, and, like, self-evaluation is, of itself, I think, like, a really big really big part of, like, being an artist and being a mm-hmm. performer. Um, just because, ultimately, like, you are the best barometer of your success and your progress. Mm-hmm. Um, other than an audience. And right. in an academic setting, you don't have the luxury of, like, always having an audience to right, respond, yeah. per se. Your audience is always just other creative people, which isn't always the best representation of an audience. Yeah, and then also we're armed with, like, this incredible faculty who are, like, totally on your side and supporting you. And also, like, are good gauges for your process. Like, at the beginning of the 300s, which is the last mandatory uh, level of acting training in the series, and before the 400s, you have a meeting with the faculty where you, Uh like, discuss your process, or not your process, your progress, um, over the last couple of years, um, and they sort of, like, set you on a good path. Um, but I think as much as, like, outside input on your progress is, is, I mean, it's great. It's really awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. but that it's, like, more important and sustainable to, like, have it within yourself to be able to truthfully, like, look at your work and look at the effort that you've put into things and the outcome and... Yeah, self-evaluation is, is tough when it comes to... And there's also that thing where, um... Like, as far as, like, as long as I've been with the, as my time at the theater department, there was always this struggle between, like, all right, what do I think is good work, and what do I think is cool, and there's always, like, the, and then here's what the professor thinks is cool. Yeah. You know, can you speak to, like, the, finding the balance between that, and it's, like, you want to, like, 
you know, have integrity as an artist, but it's like, I, I want a good grade as well, you know, like, mm-hmm. especially with devising, that's a huge thing where it's like, yeah, I think it was, I think it was mainly with, uh, with, uh, devising pieces at mm-hmm. the end of the 300 series, it was sort of like, it was my, my group would always be, sort of be like, okay, this is what we think is cool, but then it was sort of like, oh, but remember the professor said that it would be really cool if we did this and it was just sort of like yeah but i don't want to do that first right? of all what like, is a devising piece because i've heard a lot of people <laughs> talk about them and i don't I, I think i've had it explained to me and i still don't know quite what it is so devising is um a process of creating original work where um okay. as a general rule the ah, um <laughs> you're fine you're fine um the creators are also the performers okay cool um, cool, cool. Yeah, it's like, it's all, it tends to lend itself to ensemble-based performance, um, and it can, like, have any style, any content, um. And you're given, like, a set of, like, I don't even know what to call them, like. Yeah, and in this particular, in the assignment at the end of the 300s, um, uh, they're called compositions, which is a particular way of devising and making work, um, from City Company in New York, led by Ann Bogart. Um, and there are ingre- he calls them ingredient lists. Mm-hmm. So you have to like do certain things in the composition. It's mm-hmm. kind of like if you're composing music, you like have to have like you know the line for this, a line for this, like this sort of rhythmic structure. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> right. So it's like an example would be like a moment of silence. Right, it has to mm-hmm. be part of it. Okay, like, cool. Yeah, yeah. Somebody gets slapped no, in the sense. face or whatever it, the ingredient might well, it's be. Well, it's yeah. like what Michael Brandon was saying about, like, restrictions on, like, he when he was writing that play, there was, like, exactly. things that he yeah. had to include. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, and so I guess my, my question is, is that, like, there's, it's it's so open-ended, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it can, it can literally be, it's like 10 minutes of whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It just has to include whatever these six things. Okay. And, like, there's always that struggle where it's like, and you do it with a group of, like, six people. And there's always that struggle of, like, hey, this is what we think is great. And then there's always, like, but we kind of have to meet the professor almost a little half well that's how it feels anyway you know yeah i think in academic theater there is a compulsion to do things according to how like you feel it's going to be received Uh Mm -hmm. um and while like the guidance of professors is and other faculty is very important um and you or at least i because i'm a person who feels like this want to do like, like, I want to do the right thing. Right, I'm, yeah. I'm an honor student. I love A's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think in, like, you sort of reach a point where... <coughs> it's complicated. Yeah, it is complicated. You just sort of have to, like, like ratify, like, the two options. Uh-huh. Or, mm-hmm. And maybe it's not even that binary. Um, but you just sort of have to, like, have artistic integrity, which is uh-huh. something that you build like you build artistic integrity you don't just like discover it right um, um another another question that i wanted to ask you is uh t- taking a little bit of a turn is like how do you uh, go about your audition process and what are some of the things that you tell yourself before you go in for a big audition and uh any any auditions that like you, you you're like wow I, I messed that up like a ton yeah i mean i i have a terrible like i have terrible audition history <laughs> i'm really bad at auditioning for stuff <laughs> Or have been in the past. I've gotten much better. But, uh, and I took an audition class with Beth Leonard, uh-huh. the chair of our department, wonderful lady, last spring. And, like, she gave us lots of really great tools and, like, a lot of good insight into, you know, like, being a good, interesting auditioner. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I have started to tell myself as I go into auditions 
is, like, uh, or there's a couple of things, actually. Number one, like, the people that you're auditioning for want you to be the right person. They want you to just, like, walk in the door and blow them away and be perfect for the part. Exactly. Because that just makes their job easier. Yeah, Yeah, it makes uh their job easier. Uh Um, They're not, like, oh, look at this bitch. She's going to, like, stroll up in here (laughs) and take up my time. Like, they, Uh they, like, really genuinely want Mm. you to succeed and they want you to be the right person. Uh That makes sense. And also, that, like, every audition is an opportunity. Like, you have, you know, like, 16 bars or a minute or, like, a three-minute slot where they have to watch you. Yeah, right. Like, you have the opportunity to go and do, like, your favorite piece or your favorite song within, like, the container of what they're looking for. Uh Um, And so that, yeah, like, every audition is more than anything, like, a performance opportunity. Right. So from the performances that you you landed, what what are some like the, the your your favorite your favorite plays that you that you uh, performed in? I loved Mr. Yeah. Marmalade. Yeah, which that is was... uh, for the listeners, it's the one play I've seen Anna yeah. in. So that's good. And that was what Michael Brandon wrote previous. No, no, no. Oh, well, I'm mixing it up with something else. You're okay. mixing I'm, up I'm with completely. Yeah, I'm mixing it up. Oh, that, that's yeah. three miles down. That's three what miles it is. Down, yeah, the one oh, yeah. I always forget yeah. the title of. Okay. Well, Mr. Marmalade's a, a different It's different, something different. Okay. I, I was mixing it up completely. I was way off. <laughs> anyway. So um, what was so yeah. fun about Mr. Marmalade? Yeah. Um, well, Mr. Marmalade is this really incredible play by uh, playwright Noah Heidel. And um, I got to play Lucy, who is a four-year-old girl who has an imaginary friend named Mr. Marmalade, who is, among other things, addicted to cocaine and an alcoholic uh-huh. and a sex addict. <laughs> How did you go about preparing for for that role? Um, well, that was directed by Kayla Adams, who's uh-huh. a good friend of mine and an incredible artist herself. And we sort of took an approach to it where, like, first and foremost, I think any role you have to approach in terms of objective. Mm-hmm. So even though, like, I was playing a child, the most important thing was to, like, what are her objectives? How does she pursue her objectives? Mm-hmm. What are the things in her way? And what happens when things don't go her way? Mm-hmm. Which is exacerbated by the fact that she's a toddler. Right. Yeah. Because toddlers have a particular way uh, when things don't go according to plan. Uh, how did you how did you prepare, like, for the physicality of, of being a toddler? I feel like that would be pretty difficult to, to capture. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was really fun. Um... The style of the play is one such that it's not, like, truly being a toddler in the way they move, um, but sort of, like, a fine uh, balance of adultness and Uh childness. Mm -hmm. Right. We're not truly trying to convince the audience that, like, hey, this is a real toddler on stage. (laughs) Okay, yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah, because I'm a 21-year-old woman. Like, nobody's going to believe that I'm four. Mm -hmm. And also, our costumer, Jessica Andrews, like, did me a really great service in the uh-huh. costuming in that I had, like, two little tiny buns on the side of my head that made me look and feel like a very small bull. Right. <laughs> and so, and, like, I've, yeah, I think I I had, like, all design elements working in my favor. Like, uh-huh. I had a really great tutu to pull on, and I uh-huh. had fuzzy socks with monkeys on them. And, like, I just, I'd had a lot of great tools and a lot right. of great direction. Awesome. Um, I also, I also saw you in uh, Legally Blonde. Oh yeah, uh, which killed it. And that was such a good show. Was, like, I didn't see it. I didn't I'm, see I've never it. even seen the movie, but like, I don't even want to because like <laughs> that musical was so good. Uh, can you tell us like the difference between preparing for a role, uh, a musical role, as opposed to, and uh, is, is it different, or do you go about the, do you go about it the same way? Um, I mean, they're like the essence of it is the same. Um, the biggest difference is that you have to sing and dance more. Right. Yeah. 
Um, do nerves play more into? Do you get more nervous before you have to go out and sing and dance? I get less to... nervous. In oh, musicals. you do? Okay. Yeah. Why is that? Um, just because I have I've always sang and like I've oh. always danced in some capacity. Gotcha. And so, but when you audition for those roles, that you're you're forced to sing or whatever mm-hmm. the entire. Song. I feel like that's more nerve wracking than doing like a monologue. But you would say that like you you would rather sing for all your auditions or. I mean, not I all know. of them. Oh, no, not all of them, obviously, but, like, you get less nervous. For the non-musical with... roles. For the... <laughs> Here's a song. Uh, so that's another thing. Like, how do, how do you deal with nerves, and, like, how has that, how has that progressed over time? Um, I, I mean, you, you do a lot of things as a novice actor to, uh-huh. like, try to get unnervous, but I think that the most, the most important thing for me in terms of dealing with nerves has come right out of the Suzuki training, uh-huh. because, um... A lot of all of that training is like building up your legs as like a home for like okay. all of your nerves, all of your right. tension, mm-hmm. and so having that grounding and that training that literally like the point of it is to like have a place to put all of that like ah right uh-huh. <laughs> um has been like very very valuable. Cool. So yeah. wait, so remind me your your two concentrations. You were uh, theater management, and mm-hmm. then what was the other one? Acting. Just acting. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, have you? What made you want to like focus on theater management? And do you view yourself more as like an actor, or as like uh, are you more interested in kind of the the management role sort of thing? Um, I think that my primary interest is in acting. The theater management was like, look, mom, I have something that there are like jobs <laughs> that you can yeah, have for uh-huh. a long time in. Totally. Um, but I think that in doing that, I've like opened myself up to a lot of other opportunities because I've like done some literary management dramaturgy I've stage managed I work in the shop so Mm -hmm. I am like a fairly competent carpenter at this juncture um yeah so like I've expanded my employability in that and that also like makes you a better company member okay cool Where uh, where were you born? Um, I'm was born in Tacoma, Washington, mm-hmm. uh, at the Madigan Army Hospital. And where is that where you grew up as well? Uh, no, I we lived in Tacoma very briefly. Uh, my mom was a nurse in the army, so we lived in Germany for like a year and a half oh, okay. when I was very small. And then we moved to Puyallup. Like under the age of five, small. Y- okay. Yeah, like I think I turned two in Germany. Oh, okay. Uh, then we moved back to Puyallup and lived. I think we've lived like four places and my dad has built three of the places that oh, wow. we've lived in cool uh did you have like a big family growing up we were always pretty close with them or yeah um i'm the oldest of seven. Oh wow oh. that is big that yeah is... Okay. yeah we can uh, like we how how, to... how young is <laughs> not how young how young is the youngest uh sibling she turned six last month that's oh, incredible what, what is it like to be in a family that big um it's it's always I love that question. I have no yeah. idea. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what it's like it's to be like, in a small you, family. That's true. Yeah. I mean, what, what, I don't, then I guess we can get more. Yeah. To, I don't know because I'm I'm in a family of uh, three kids. I mean, that, what's yeah. it what's it like to have like the youngest like so young and you're out of the house and I guess like how is that like a do you feel like you have a close relationship with like everybody in your family? Um, no, I mean not as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that I am the like I'm the sister who's at college. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. But it's kind of. 
I feel like it's sort of like that thing that people say about best friends, like like your real best friend is the one that you can like go without seeing for months, and then right. you just like pick it right back up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like that they they all look up to you in a way, or is yeah, it just like, I, mean, like... I think we all have like very different life paths, <laughs> so they look up to me like through a particular like, but I'm not going to do it like that. Right. Okay. <laughs> Are you the only creative type in the family? Or yeah. They... Oh no, really? So far. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's um, interesting. The my next my. Oldest younger brother is in the army uh-huh. and like wants to do business. And the next sister is going to study math. And then uh, Tom wants to be a farrier like my dad. Uh-huh. Uh, Sarah wants to be some sort of science type. And then the other two, I mean, they could be. Honestly, yeah, they're yeah. eleven and they're, six. Yeah. They don't know. <laughs> so you're the only creative. T- that's uh, that's and you're that the oldest. That shatters John. That shatters. Notions. Yeah, because I have like this. It's, it's shat. It's been shattered. It's been I shattered. I think that like the youngest person always goes into performance but that's it's completely <laughs> no completely I'm, the I'm the oldest and you're no, the oldest i'm like a, a perfect well, you majored example. in philosophy doesn't know i'm kidding <laughs> um uh so that's that's really fascinating to me um what what do you think initially drove you towards this stage like it's sort of a hey like it's like i want everyone to to look at me look at me spotlight i don't know i think just like the first couple of times i did it i was like this is kind of fun uh uh-huh. I think it's, I think the thing that got me into it and ultimately has kept me in is it's so fun. Right. It's yeah. so fun. Um, so I guess like, but then there's also like the flip side of that where it's like, oh no, like rejection and, and failure and things like that. Like how did, mm-hmm. how did you, once, once those started creeping in, uh, like you see like kind of the ugly side of it. Uh, how did you, how did you begin to deal with that? Um, cause I remember like being in high school and just being like, this is like the most fun ever. Right. And mm-hmm. then like. You still actually start studying and getting into it in college, and you're like, "Oh no, it's like, I, I, it's, it's sad too at parts." Yeah, I I think you just like you have to find the joy in that too. Okay. Um, I think that like as artists, we are sort of in a place of in a place of privilege to be able to like experience and uh, like do these things that don't happen to us in everyday life, like. You know, like, 261. Like, I played uh-huh. Blanche. Blanche is not right. who I am uh-huh. as a person. Um, but being, like, being who I am and the circumstances that have, woo, led me to this place um, <laughs> allow me to be able to do Blanche. Mm-hmm. I think I can um, this and it's very sad and very hard, but I think you just have to, like, relish. Yeah, you just have to, like, relish that. It's, it's an right. opportunity and there's joy in it <laughs> even when it's hard and sad. Yeah, and there's also that... Um, like, hey, like, bringing up, like, uh, like, difficult things from, like, in, uh, I don't remember what class it was, but it was the twos, mm-hmm. right? And can you explain, like, uh, to our listeners, like, what a two is and, like, how you went about it? Yeah, um, a two, I'm gonna probably very terribly explain this, um, <laughs> but essentially is, is an acting exercise, um, sort of in the school of, like, uh, Lee Strasberg method. Lee Strasberg's method out of um, the first half of Stanislavski's teachings, um, which is about like emotional recall. Um, And so you, or the way we did it in class is you do a monologue and then you stop and you sort of like think through things in your life that have happened to you or like your relationships to people that are similar to the circumstances of the monologue. And you sort of like, cast your gaze down <laughs> and you look up and you see the thing so it's like um it's similar to target work in grotowski and that uh-huh. psychophysical acting and that you're in relation with something unseen um okay. and you say this and you inhale that person thing's essence 
And then on the exhale, say, is a story about me, whoever you're talking to. Right. And I did two of those in class. Uh-huh. I was one of the only They're people. Intense. Like, yeah. They usually end with like people like in tears. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're um, like, do you, do you, do you think that like, to, to be successful in theater that you need to have some sort of like damaged past or something like that. And I mean, no. yeah, I think, I think you just have to have empathy above all. Uh-huh. Um, like, like bad things happen to everybody, but you right. don't have to have like the skeleton, the elephant in the right. room slash closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you, where do you draw from for that, for that kind of stuff? I guess it, like when it gets really emotional. Um, I think there, there are a couple of ways you can do that. Um, one of them is like the text. Like if you're working with, if you're working with a written play, mm-hmm. you have the the words on the page, which David Mamet says is all there really is because he doesn't believe in character. <laughs> <coughs> um, you have the words on the page, and you have um, any like any number or extent of like character history work that you've done mm-hmm. um, that you can you can like really root in those circumstances and like draw that up from there, um, or you can go like the psychophysical way which is that um the idea that the body is memory and that like mm-hmm. inside of your body is like the memory of like all these things that have happened to you and that like they live in particular places like right. you can find your anger in your legs and uh-huh. like by releasing the shoulders and opening the heart you can like experience joy and sadness or you can be like this character is going through something hard i'm gonna think about this really sad time when somebody near to me died or right. like this character is experiencing heartbreak so i'm gonna reach into my heart and pull out it's like brokenness and be like this <laughs> right. guy did this to me exactly yeah so i guess is that is that your preferred method is to like think of personal things that happened to you or are you kind of like it depends on the role maybe? it kind of depends yeah um <laughs> Uh, when we did Faust, uh-huh. my emotional work with that was, like, very deeply rooted okay. in my <laughs> personal circumstances, um, which is weird. Uh-huh. It's really weird to do that. Um, yeah. I mean, like, how, uh, I guess, like, fresh was the person, was it, <coughs> were, you drawing, were you drawing from things that were happening at that moment in your life? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I guess that's interesting, is that, like, <laughs> it's like, uh, is it is it uh, a good or bad thing, or I guess it's not have to be labeled as good or bad, but, like... To, like, draw from things that are, like, currently happening in your life right now, or... Did it feel kind of cathartic, I guess, or... Um, I think that, I think that looking at it as catharsis is kind of a really seductive <laughs> trap. Mm-hmm. Because um, we talk a lot in this, in this world about, like, the difference between art as therapy and art being therapeutic. Yeah, okay. And I think that if you're, like... I'm going to, you know, like, exercise this terrible part of my life at rehearsal right. tonight. Yeah. That <laughs> um, maybe that's not, or, like, on stage, um, uh-huh. that's maybe not, like, the most constructive way to do that. Yeah. Um, or, or, like, I guess the converse of that or the more productive way to do that is, like, I, Anna Wolfakul, am going to, like, show you my heartbreak on stage right. for your benefit. Gotcha. Um, it's and, not, it's not me, 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 right? It's, yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of that in, like, the... There's hella of that there's in There's hella of that in, <laughs> in, hey, look at me, look at me. Um, <laughs> especially when it comes to just, like, hey, let's just do, like, warm-up exercises. And there's, like, one person in the corner that's, like, I'm doing the best warm-up exercises. Like, look <laughs> at like, me, look let at, me stretch. I'm yeah. like, saying things really loud. Right. It's, like, ruining, it's like, dude, we're stretching, man. Like, <laughs> Read the room. Um, read, read the, the room. room, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, can you speak to that and, like, how, how to 
how to, maybe like how, how what would you say to that person like how like let's approach this from a different angle well i think there's some there's part of the ones just like go slap them upside the head and be like stop right look around uh-huh. open your ears and then another part of me that wants to be like wants to have empathy for that person uh-huh. and be like maybe this is what you need today right uh-huh. um because like something in warm-ups a lot of the time is like like what do you need to get out of this today what uh-huh. do you need out of your warm-up like what does the room need what does this individual need right and that's a like a pretty delicate balance. Like mm-hmm. like where are you gonna go today? Like are you working on your will today? Are you working on your grace today? Right, yeah. Um, and moment to moment too. Yeah. Oh, talk about talk about will and grace. Will and grace. Not the show. That Not is the, show. the obvious joke that everybody wants. So, were you gonna make that joke? No, I just okay, thought I right. thought you might actually be talking about <laughs> no. it. I was like, what? Um, it's this con- it's this concept of I'll, I'll let Anna go into it. But uh, it's been it's been almost a year since I since I was in this class, which is crazy. But this concept of, of will and grace in uh, in your acting process. Yeah, well, uh, as we learn it, will and grace is pretty rooted in Anne Bogart slash Mary Overly's viewpoints. Um, but it's kind of, I mean, it, it, it kind of is what it sounds like. Uh-huh. Um, you work on a spectrum of will and grace of, like, um, the will to act and the grace to receive, as it's, like, most Anna paraphrased, boiled down way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is something that you can be like, today I'm going to, I'm going to exercise my will. Today I'm going to exercise my grace. Um, and that's also like a moment to moment thing because like, like you could send out an impulse that Mm -hmm. I could catch or I could send out an impulse that you can catch and you kind of like challenge and work with each other in that way. Um, did you find that you were generally more willful, willful or graceful? It depends. Okay. Um, I think I like tend like really hard on polar opposites okay where like some days i'm just like i have come into the room and here is what my body wants to do today right, exactly um and then other times i feel that i am like like you know you support the things that are happening you like participate if it like if the event or the room calls for it um but yeah it's like it, i don't know it's so cool it's so cool to have something that you just like reevaluate all the time right yeah, it's it's never uh, it's never like well I'm uh, I've, I've I I have achieved will and grace nirvana <laughs> yes, uh, perfect, I never have to like think about my choices again balance forever um, it's a more complicated show than I ever thought yeah I know right <laughs> um, so I guess the big question uh, I don't know if you know this but the question that we always uh, ask people is um, uh, an act two anyway is uh, have you dealt with uh, depression or like social anxiety. And how you am I? Is my phrasing right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, all right. I, we ask it every time. Do you want me to like, ask it? You can ask it. I'm. Are you better at asking? It? I don't know. You're better at asking. I think it. I usually ask it. Now. You you ask it. All right. Have you dealt with uh, depression and or social anxiety, and how does that kind of feed into your art? If if that's been something that's affected you. Yeah, that sounds better coming out it with your voice. <laughs> that felt weird saying it for some reason. <laughs> I don't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> you can say it. No, no. It's you said it's, it was way better when you said it. It was way better. <laughs> well, thank you. <coughs> Let's see. I actually like consider myself like incredibly lucky mm-hmm. that I am not a person who lives with depression. Right. Mm-hmm. Um just because like I feel like everybody everybody knows people. Right. And I just have like so much empathy for them and I just like rage against the systems that uh-huh. make it so that's not an acceptable way to be. Um, I have had it, I've had some run-ins with anxiety. Um, it was real bad, like, my sophomore year, mm-hmm. where I was, like, stress vomiting. Oh, no. And, like, couldn't sleep, and I had panic attacks. Is that back when you were, like, exploring other, 
options for uh, for school? Like, like oh, I might be like a poli-sci major and things like that. Um, not so much. <coughs> um, it was just kind of like really weird, like not rooted in my life, like mm-hmm. pretty like gone in the existential sort of okay. <laughs> point in my life. And that was obviously like, I mean, it wasn't great. Right. Um, but it also just like stopped. Like uh-huh. it just kind of went away. Yeah. Okay. Um, which was partly like due to really expert compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So is that something now you can take out of those compartments when you need to? Oh yeah. Express mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I've gotten better about that. Yeah. Um, I think, like, having like having the ability to be like, okay, and this needs to end now, mm-hmm. and then also like knowing that you can't just, like, keep it down here in this little box forever Uh is really important. Um, A lot of, like, almost all of my anxiety is, like, completely self-produced. Okay. Which I think is, like, (laughs) an unfortunate reality. Yeah. Um, And I, like, I'm not to discredit, like, any, you know, like, diagnosed anxieties. I actually Uh did. I, like, took the, I think it's the the Zung clinical anxiety test, and I'm... Like, yeah. and I'm not clinical. Okay. I was just very stressed and right, very yeah. worried and, like, thinking mm-hmm. about death a lot. Uh, yeah, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, where it's just, like, anxieties are just, like, I don't know, like, they, you just, you as a person just, like, take things and, like, I'm just kind of stressed about, like, I don't, I don't have to stress about this thing, but, like, I am now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they don't, things don't happen to you, you just, like, produce yeah, yeah, that's a good way. It's like, you just, like, sex self-produce anxiety. I mean, are, are, do, you, do you relate to that? Like, I feel like I just, like, like, and now this thing to be stressed about. Maybe. I think that, well, for me, it's different. I, I think yeah. that, that kind of stuff exacerbates it, but I I do have, like, a more general anxiety. Uh-huh. So I think it, it just gets exacerbated by stress, mm-hmm. stressful circumstances right. and that kind of thing. Yeah. I just have, like, a very long-standing relationship with overcommitment, and overcommitment, okay. like, always lends itself to stress, which lends itself yeah. to anxiety. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess talk about that a little bit, like, uh... Uh, where where do those roots of like um, over over committing come from? I just love doing stuff. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. Like and I like doing a lot of stuff. Um, and so, like I did gymnastics as a kid and I competed and I rode horses as a kid and I competed, and I like did stuff for school and I did choir and uh-huh. I did journalism and I did yearbook. Uh-huh. And now you're the president of. Uh, now I'm just, president of, of oh, uh, student talk, theater productions. Yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. That yet. Um, <laughs> Is there, is there uh, added stress that comes along with that? I mean, what are the... Um, a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, like, I think working with any production company uh, has its own stresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most stressful part, I think, about being the president of Student Theater Productions mm-hmm. is that I'm the president of right. Student Theater yeah. Productions. And that has, I mean, whether I'm, you know, fulfilling that to the best of my ability or whether that's something that is, like, externally visible all the time, like, there's kind of a figureheadness about that. <coughs> right. Um, and so sometimes, you know, you, like, do or say something, and then we're like, shit. <laughs> shit. You're representing so much, you know, yeah. like, uh, by being the president, you know, mm-hmm. like, one person makes a mistake, and you're just like, well, let's look to the president for this. Well, what, what does that, like, title, I guess, kind of entail? Like, what, what do you do as the president? Well, the, like... Bread and butter, cut and dry, like, the on paper is, like, I run the meetings, mm-hmm. I write the agendas, mm-hmm. I correspond with the, uh, not correspond, no, that is the word I was looking yeah. for, <laughs> with, um, our faculty advisors, um, 
But then, like, the rest of that is sort of, like, you do, like, with any group, there's, like, conflict management and, like, making sure that everybody feels heard and that we're, like, accomplishing all that we have to do. And it's a lot of, like, divide and conquer. And so, mm-hmm. and so I'm not necessarily, like, in charge of a lot of things myself, but I'm in charge of the people who are in charge of things. <laughs> I see. Um, so back, uh, I-, I wanted to ask you, like, uh, your sophomore year, you said it was like, the stress was like really kind of almost out of control. It sounds like, mm-hmm. um, h- how did that affect your, uh, performances and, uh, your, like for, and when, when you were like in the rehearsal space, mm-hmm. um, did you, what they, were they just like two separate things in your head or did they eventually start to bleed into each other? I'm trying to think. That was the year that I only took a acting class in the winter. Okay. And I didn't do a show in the spring. So, like, uh-huh. at the high point of that, I wasn't acting. Okay. Um, I guess I guess anxiety in general, how does that uh, 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 feed into your performance? Like, you have to be a little bit nervous mm-hmm. or else you don't care. Right, yeah. Um, but in terms of, like, overwhelming anxiety, I think that's... You just kind of have to, like, warm up it out. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. And that's a place where I'm, like, really thankful for the training Mm -hmm. is that, like, I have so many things at my disposal for, like, if I'm feeling overwhelmingly anxious, Mm -hmm. like, I know how to step out of emotions. Like, Uh if something in my life gets really insane, I can change my mouth shape, change my Mm -hmm. place, like, change where I am in space. Right. um, Change the pattern of my breathing and, like, shake Mm -hmm. it out a little bit. Um, Have you ever, can you think of of a time where, like, you ever let the anxiety or emotions get the best of you in in a performance or a rehearsal? I mean, I feel like... That's like when you drop a line. Right. It's like always, always anxious, like anxiety or like if you're not, and I think that's, that's a lot of my anxiety in general. Mm -hmm. And when I drop lines or like when something happens on stage that you're not Mm -hmm. supposed to is like, because I am getting much better at, but like have been really, really horrible at like being present in the moment that is happening right now mm-hmm. and not like shit i messed that thing up like four pages ago right. uh-huh. like looking at the page turns in your mind instead of like into your exactly. scene partner's yeah. eyes <laughs> um and you mess up once and then then i don't know for me it's like i just get you get rattled after that right yeah and it's just... and that's the thing that rich says is that actors and quarterbacks have to forgive themselves like that right so how do you deal with like uh, a bad show especially in the context of of like a play or something where you can blame yourself, but you also are, like, in this group, and you mm-hmm. don't necessarily want to blame other people. I don't know, like, what what has been your experience with maybe doing a bad show or, like, one bad performance? Um, I think... Yeah, like, there was... <coughs> um, there was an adjudicated performance of a show that I did where it was just, like, the energy was weird, oh, yeah. like, something just felt off, and, like, the adjudicator doesn't necessarily know that it was off because mm-hmm. it's their first time seeing the show right yeah but like you can feel inside of it that something is weird yeah um and that's and our director also pointed us in this direction like what was different tonight like mm-hmm. how did you how did you come into the space how mm-hmm. did you warm up how did you like how do you treat your objects mm-hmm. like um what may have been on your mind that you like couldn't get out like what is your like what are the uh, what like what's the weight of the stakes right mm-hmm. um and that, I think, as much as, like, the group, like, it's sort of, like, the individual only through the group, but also, like, you have to be, like, totally prepared to be, like, that was, like, my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Um, and then also, like, challenge the people in your ensemble to do the same and hold each other accountable. Right. Yeah, because there's that balance between, like, okay, here's what I messed up, 
but you don't want to seem too like and you guys also like i don't know like there's also it can be it can become very finger pointy and yeah. fast yeah um can you can you can you speak to like over overcoming that and like have you ever ever did, uh, did you ever like did you have any any bad habits uh when you first started like after you felt not so great after uh a poor show yeah i think and not necessarily i i'm not one to like finger point like to mm. someone's face uh-huh. but like <laughs> like you know you like keep that in your mind sometimes where you're yeah. like well i fucked up because you fucked up that thing earlier right. and yeah. like you didn't say the line the way you always say uh-huh. um and sort of like um exculpating yourself uh-huh. from the situation mm-hmm. is like definitely a bad habit that i came in with it's easy it's yeah. easy, mm-hmm. especially like you know, like an improv. Like, just I love like, to blame I know it's just so <laughs> no, easy. Be like, yeah, easy, everybody yeah. but me, everybody, this person, this person. But then there's the other side of it too, where you blame yourself and like too much. Yeah, and it's exactly. Like, yeah, and it's like you don't even need to blame any one person. Just be like, well, right. there's a weird energy that night, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and we got to bring it. Because I, I've also found I, maybe this is different. Um, in like a theater production, I haven't done that since like middle school. But mm-hmm. have you found that like <laughs> you personally like? how your energy level or your headspace can contribute to like a group headspace. Cause I've found that a lot in like improv. If I come in and I'm getting a weird vibe in the room, I can just kind of change the way I'm acting and it mm-hmm. affects everybody around me. Like, have you, have you found that that's been the, the case in like a theater production? Yeah. Yeah. I think like we, we still are animals. Like yeah, there's still, right. there's still so much like body language and like vibeness yeah. that, people are very perceptive to but not necessarily to the degree that like like you can change like that's that's another one of my like Ann Bogart says this so many people say this people say this in sports all the time Mm -hmm. is that attitude is one of the only things in life that you are absolutely in control of at all times totally and so like like shit can be going down but you can change your attitude and that Mm -hmm. can change the shit going down and that can change other people's attitudes Yeah. yeah I don't know. I guess that a lot of it for me comes down to attitude. Okay. And, like, I have been a person in the past who has, like, really let things affect me adversely. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the most things... Most things... (laughs) One of the most important things that I think I've learned and have, like, acquired and put on as, like, a part of who I am is, like, the knowledge that attitude is everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I... And that I can... I can change my perception of events. I can, like... I can change the way I feel about things mm-hmm. um, just by my attention to them and, like, the quality and, like, kind of attention that you give to it. Um, and that does so much. Yeah. I'm so much happier since I have thought more critically about mm-hmm. my relationship to attitude. Mm-hmm. Cool. I love that. So we okay. Act three, yeah. We don't have to be all serious. I mean, here's uh, my water bottle. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. it's a running go? water bottle bit. Um, I usually open with what TV shows are you watching? I'm not, I'm not gonna open with that this time. I cut that out a lot. I know, just because it's easy. It's to the cut. same. It's, it's easy the to same cut. question. Every- and John's so always what? like, I love Breaking Bad. And I do. Like, so do we. Okay. And then you're always like. Breaking Bad's great. I know. Or, what do you love about Breaking, Breaking Bad? Bad? Well, I just like that. It's so good. Well, it's, it's just uh, 
It's just the only thing that I'm I can, I can I'm get. I'm giving you a hard time. I love break. I love talking about break. It's the only show that I can get you to agree with. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I agree with a lot. Uh, so we're going to start with what movies do you... No, uh, no what, what about... What, what just... Yeah. Uh, or I like asking the general question. Okay. What inspires you as a creative person? What, like, whether that's TV, movies, a play, uh, anything... Why is this so hard? It is hard. <laughs> like, it's there saying, are so it's many like saying, inspirational like, hey. things in the world. It's just like saying, like, hey, what's your favorite movie? It's like, oh, well, do you have an hour? Shaun of the Dead. What? That's just like your all-encompassing That's favorite my movie? That's all-encompassing favorite movie of all time. Shaun of the Dead. Do you have an answer for that? Blue Valentine. Wow. You guys, it blows my mind. I don't know. Like... I w- Which people always are like, that's a fucked up movie to have it, your favorite movie. I've never movie. seen it. Yeah, never I've never seen, seen it. it, but just by looking at the trailer and the poster, I can tell that it's a messed up movie. <laughs> it is. Um, who, who's in that? Is that Ryan, Gosling Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. Isn't it? Can you give us? I know Michelle Williams. Okay. Not the Michelle Williams. <laughs> no, no, not the Michelle Williams. <laughs> oh, wait, is that Michelle Williams? Yeah, it is. I'm pretty it's sure not it Gary is. Mulligan. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe the, the first Lord of the Rings, probably. I don't know. But then there are so many other. That's your favorite movie of yeah. all time. I think Sean? it's a flawed movie, though. So is Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead's a flawed movie. Shaun of the Dead is an amazing movie. It's still flawed. It, he is. Yeah. Oh no. It's I'm, it, no, I would give it a ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I mean, there's no movie that really deserves a hundred percent. I guess. Uh, yeah. But no. if there were a movie that did, it's Shaun of the Dead. Uh, no, uh, Back to the Future deserves a hundred percent. I've never seen that. You've it's never seen great. Back, back to the Future is great, and I love it because it's the example used when you're studying time travel and philosophy. Everyone refers back to the future because it's like the most, at least the first one is uh-huh. the most like, this is this demonstrates a problem in, right. in time travel or whatever. Well, it's not. A, it's a hundred percent. What, what movie would you give besides Blue Valentine? What 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 are some movies that you would give a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Ooh, um, these are such hard questions. I yeah. Don't know why. What would I give a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes? <clears throat> I don't know. I like have a hard time with like objectivity in. Mm-hmm. Like movie and TV reviews because sometimes something's like really amazingly made and acted and written, but it's like incredibly sexist right. or something. Yeah, okay. yeah, and yeah, and you're that. like, this is amazingly written, and I appreciate the statement right. that you're making, but fuck you! I am so right. mad that that's a statement that has to be made. I mean, get, think of like any specific, sort of like old old like Disney movies or something like this. Like, uh, what's like the, the classic example? Like Dumbo is like actually like has incredibly like really like, incredibly racist, like, racist yeah. themes. <laughs> Uh, I mean, granted, it was made back in whatever the the fifties or whatever forties. So we'll yeah. forgive him. It wasn't <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I mean, like I'm not Time gonna. Time heals all I'm not gonna, <laughs> I mean, it's good thing racism's gone today. It's, yeah, it's completely at. Um, I don't know. Uh, but what are some some like feel good movies? Some desert island movies that you would just like. I'm sick, so I'm just gonna watch this movie all day. Um. Oh, this Blue is... <laughs> okay, on the desert island, the last time I was asked this question, I realized that Mandy Moore is in three of my desert island okay, movies. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> and not because they're, like, high-quality movies, but because I know I could watch that and enjoy it every time, uh-huh. which are Tangled, cool. uh, Saved, and uh, actually four of them, Princess Diaries, okay. <laughs> and uh, A Walk to Remember. Diaries? Yeah. She's, like, the, she? she's the bitch. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I never noticed that. Mm-hmm. I know her from Tangled. Yeah. That's, I've never seen Tangled. What? I don't know. Also a great. I thought Frozen fantastic. was terrible. And Frozen is same, not good. Yeah. yeah. Tangled I Frozen, is... Frozen really bad, actually. I, really I don't say really bad. I really hate that movie. You you hate I actively, Frozen? And, and I've really said that, bad. and people are like, yeah, but it's like a Disney musical kids movie. I'm like, I love Disney ki- musical yeah. kids movies. Fuck Frozen. It's, Sorry. It's, that's my, that's my hot take. I played Elsa one time. Ooh. Yeah, I used to work at this uh, princess place in my hometown, and I played Elsa. Nice. 
I mean, Tangled is is the superior movie. To I mean, it is the superior movie. I, I have heard that. Um, I heard it's superior from a lot of people for whatever reason. I, I, got, I love uh, how it's like it, uh, it's got what's his name from Chuck from yeah. What's that? Zachary Levi. Zachary, Zachary he like Levi. narrates it, which I think is great. But like Rapunzel's still the main character, mm-hmm. and the 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 villain in it is wonderful. Um, Although it's like yeah. a weirdly anti-Semitic thing. Yeah, mm. is it? Kind of. Disney has problems with okay, anti-Semitism yeah. in general. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but that is... What, what is your favorite Disney movie? The Black Cult. That's actually a big question. So good! It is, yeah. I would probably... Um, s- favorite Depending uh, on what day. Emperor's New Groove is up there. Oh my god, no, that's, that's the best one. It's the best one. It's so funny, too. Like, I, <laughs> I, know almost, I know almost every word really, to that entire yeah, script. It's so good. And like, how, how does... First of all, how is that like not just everywhere, The Emperor's New Groove? I don't know why. It should be everybody's yeah. favorite well, thing. Yeah. They made a, uh, a pretty mediocre sequel, Crunk's New Groove, which yeah. was, was okay. And then they made the terrible TV show that I refused to watch. Yeah. Uh, it is New truly School. awful. It just had the worst premise. I was like, Crunk's New Groove was at least okay. It was like, they're milking this, and it's like straight to DVD, but it was okay. Right. Uh, Emperor's but New wh- School. Why, why do you think that movie just didn't like become like the sensation that Frozen is? I mean, like, it's so good. I think it did. I, like, I think with our age group, it did. I guess, it, like, are people going to be watching it's, it's Frozen still, in 10 it's years? Like, it's like a dude, like a dude yeah. movie in its premise. Like, uh-huh. the main character yeah. is a, <laughs> a prince llama. who gets turned into a llama and a fat yeah. peasant. Yeah, I guess like, it's a buddy movie. It's a buddy comedy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. I guess there's no love interest in the movie, and I guess that's, like, a, a pretty big crutch in most I, Disney movies. I don't know. It's also, I think... I think it's aged it's surprisingly genius. well, but it also, yeah. I think it, it's comedy timing is kind of a product of that time, uh-huh. which I don't know if as many people like it. I'm, I'm surprised that at the, it came out like in 2001. Yeah, and, and it's very, like, it very much feels like a 2001 comedy, and there's a lot of bad comedies. Well, like, from, I, like I'm just surprised that they got away with like some of the jokes that they did. Like, it gets so meta at like parts. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, after the big chase scene, they pull down the yeah, mask. Yeah. Like, like it makes no sense. Like, <laughs> oh, like how did the writers get away with that? I want to like, watch that movie. It's, it's just so like the good. best acknowledgement of a plot hole ever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also really like Monsters University. Uh, I don't that's know if you. One. I don't know if you noticed. Well, that's that's. Uh, that's <laughs> I like Pixar. it better. Than, I like it better than Monsters. That's Inc. Pixar. That's which I know. Different, that's Disney. It's different. I, I separate them. Do you separate them, Anna? Disney and Pixar, because I separate. I, I put like I really like Aladdin Mulan. and Mulan. I really like Mulan. Also, yeah. know almost um, all the words to that movie. Yeah. What? Oh yes, that's <coughs> that actually. I think is like a traditional Disney movie. I would say Mulan is my favorite. Yeah. Also, a movie that doesn't have like that much of a love interest in it. Like sort of at the very end, it's <laughs> like sign me up for the next war. war. <laughs> yeah, yes, I love that line. No, um, I I, I kind of hate that they push the the love. Thing at the that end, means I kinda, that you haven't seen Mulan too. I have not. What it's do they break up? Awful. I, I, is it just <laughs> like a love story? It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Why does like Disney that, make yeah. bad sequels? Uh, I don't know. And they're like it's, straight to DVD. Yeah. It's not one has been good except maybe Aladdin three. Um, <laughs> I would also argue Lion one, King two, two and one and a half. One and a half, one and is, half great. is good. Lion King one and, one and a half is, really is a triumph. <laughs> I'm amazed at how good it is. I didn't even realize how that it was like. Rehearsal yesterday. <laughs> like, and again, that gets meta as well. It's it's, well and it, came, it came out. It came out. What? Like, and they got Nathan Lane to do it. Yeah, they did. Okay, those are my favorite Disney movies. Yeah, and, and there any? Is it? I don't know. It's, I would say probably Mulan or or Aladdin, depending on what day. Oh, I really like Aladdin. Yeah. I'll put Aladdin in like the top five as well. It's probably. What do you think has the best music? My favorite's. Well, I just. Uh, I don't know. Toy Story. No. Um... <laughs> 
I would probably say Aladdin. I don't know. I mean, I know it's overhyped, but uh, uh, Be a Man is like is my favorite. Yeah, Disney it's song. great. I think Tony Osmond. Yeah, yes, exactly. Hercules. Hercules is pretty. Oh, so, so Hercules is so good. Oh, okay, Hercules is actually great because yeah. Meg is a great character too. Yeah. I, I like. I love that. I like all the characters. Yeah. I don't know in that movie, but. Hercules is good. In Love of the Nightingale, we play female chorus, and we just got our dresses, mm-hmm. and we put them on, we were like, and then she said, our director said something about gestures, and I was like, we are the muses, and then it just, like, devolved, and, like, yes. the entire cast just, like, we stopped what we were doing, and we quoted Hercules. You Hercules. Ooh, yes. I like to make some sweet music. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that one always seems like... I always forget about it, but it's yeah, really, everybody's it's very, very good. It's so and good. And the yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito is. Uh, oh is, my God! Yes. <laughs> Phil, oh, it's so good. Danny DeVito yeah. is someone who made the best out of his circumstances. Yes. Well, like yeah. he is oh, a very man. small fat man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's brilliant. He's just he pops up everywhere. He's in Space Jam too. It's like the main antagonist. I think. Oh, he is. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like especially in voice acting, I just see him everywhere. I'm like, that's Danny DeVito. Yeah, I brilliant. didn't know that as a kid. <laughs> Are you into the the Marvel Cinematic Universe at all? Yes, and that's oh. Dylan's fault. Yeah, Dylan, JD, Gervais. He, just he added me on Facebook today. Uh-huh. It's because he wants to be on the show. We weren't Facebook friends. Yeah. And he's sucking up in all the right ways. <laughs> he followed me on Twitter. Dylan, we want you on the show if you're out there. I know you're listening to this, Dylan. Because it's Anna's episode, and I know you're listening to it. Uh, we wanted you on the show. Uh, if you slip me a fiver, I can't afford to eat this week. <laughs> so, Kevin needs money. Um, I need some ramen. I ran out of ramen. <laughs> you ran. I can't afford more because I gotta let my rent check go through. You ran out of ramen. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I get paid tomorrow. Cool. Can't eat today. <laughs> How is that coffee sitting in your stomach? Oh, it feels great. Feels great. No, I'm eating great. Anything else that you want to bring up before we get into the takeaway? I swear, I like things that aren't Disney movies. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> Disney movies are great. They that, are. That, you would be a fine person if you only like Disney movies. Also, maybe. Whenever people are like Disney movies are terrible for children, I'm like only if you let Disney movies parent your child and that's don't. Right. Do yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or I mean, you could. There's also some that have a good message. Yeah. Yeah. I just I feel like like movie they're really great, but like as someone like I, like I I wouldn't be a mom oh. someday. Right. Um, and like I just like don't be like watch this, we're not going to talk about it. Like, uh-huh. don't do that. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you have power beyond. Like, yeah. You're still a parent. You can still tell them things. Like. Yeah. Like, be like, okay, like, this is great. Like, she is so kind and so generous. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the bad things about this, right. too. Yeah. yeah, it's totally, don't don't just blame your crappy parenting on yeah. some some messages that the Disney movies might Yeah, if Disney have. if Disney yeah. is parenting your child, you're a yeah, terrible it's like parent. You're, you take responsibility. Parents, you will seem like you're going to say say I'm something. thinking of I'm like on the edge of like three different bits and I didn't quite get to I didn't quite I didn't I quite tell get to any of them. Your face when you're about to like I was go like there was like vote. three paths and I couldn't pick one and then I was like which one has the best out out just, like just pick none of them. Final one and yeah, I got nothing. Okay. I got nothing. Cool. So I'm sorry, let's, John. Let's just get into the takeaway. Uh, yeah, let's get into the takeaway. What's yeah. your takeaway, Anna? What is my takeaway? Okay. Um, in addition to attitude, the other thing that I think that you can control in this work and in this life is how hard you work. Um, and something that... Uh, this is also a David Mamet quote. And a Rich Brown quote. 
um, and exists in the world ethereally <laughs> otherwise. No one else has thought of this. <laughs> Nobody else has ever thought of this uh-huh. before. Um, but I heard it explained this way a couple of days ago. Um, you know, you can, like, look at... You look at talent, and talent is not something that you can, like, acquire. It's, like, height. Mm-hmm. You have this height, and that's as much as you get. You get this talent, and that's as much as you get. Right. Um, so you can't control how talented you are. You can control how hard you work. Mm-hmm. And, air quotes, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I love that. I like that. Wait, so work hard. Work so, so whose quote was that? <laughs> David Mamet? Well, it's like, uh, Mamet has a thing about it um, where he talks about how he, um, there's more value in a hardworking actor oh, than a talented actor. Gotcha, okay. Um, and yeah, I did, I did Western Preview this weekend uh-huh. and we did three breakout sessions with uh, fresh with incoming freshmen um, to Western and I just heard Rich say that exact right. phrase uh-huh. in three different breakout sessions. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm, I know he was quoting someone. Uh-huh. I don't know who it was. Yeah. Excellent. No, oh, I love that. I, I like that a lot. But I was yeah. like, that's that is the phrase that I've been looking for. Perfect. You know, it's me and John aren't the best hosts of a podcast ever. No. Sure, you are. Damn, we work hard. We work so hard at it. <laughs> All right, and so okay, so well, no, I like that. No, I, um, also actually, I have one other question. Yeah. Um, so do. You, do you have before we leave and get into plugs? Yeah. Do you have another horse fact for us? Other than the it's thing about this yeah. perm. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave all the horseback bits in. We're gonna leave all those in, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm at the very least gonna leave in all the parts where I ask about horse facts. Okay. And how she had nothing to say. It's true. Yeah. I'm out of practice. Yeah. That's I have, fine. I have just That's like, understandable. There are just like binders and binders of like information because they just uh-huh. give you like page, pages and pages uh-huh. of information about things. It's sitting somewhere. Um, do you know, here's a question. Okay. Uh, uh, what is the name for a disease that can be transmitted between humans and animals? Um, uh, horsey disease. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a zoonosis. Okay. That okay. was my next guess. There you go. <laughs> Uh, okay, so to wrap up the show, do you have anything to plug shows that you're going to be in? Yeah. So, coming up, or actually it's going to be already playing, Yeah. Um, at the Idiom Theater on Cornwall in Bellingham is The Love of the Nightingale by Timberlake Wurtenbacher, um, which is, it's a really amazing show. Uh, Wurtenbacher is a contemporary uh, of Carol Churchill, sort of in the same vein of like British-based feminist playwrights from like the 80s and 90s. And the show is really beautiful. Um, it's directed by uh, Sue Hergenham Zhao. Um, that is going to be running until the 23rd of April. And then awesome. in June, I'm going to be in As You Like It by William Shakespeare, directed by Evan Mueller at Western. Cool. Right on. Sounds great. What when you plug in, Kev? Uh, I'm probably... Okay, so right now at the Upfront Theater, we are doing uh, Improvised Shakespeare and Pirates. And I'm probably in most, if not all, of the shows this upcoming weekend. It's not nice. cast yet from time of recording. Uh-huh. Uh, probably all of them. And also, April 29th uh, is the Improvathon, which is 27 hours of improv. Uh, also not cast at time of yeah. recording, but I'm probably... I might be in it, too. Yeah, John might be in it. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to be a hardcore player, which means I'm going to be in uh, basically like 24 of the 27 hours. Holy crap. Uh, so if you want to see uh, delusional and potentially bad <laughs> improv, come out to the <laughs> All right. Uh, there's a bunch of different price points. You can stay for the whole thing, uh, and it's like the best deal, and you get a free pass to three months of shows if you don't fall asleep. 
and also you can just come in for like one show. You can come in for the last show when we're all falling asleep. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have anything to plug. Just go see Anna's and Kevin's stuff. Oh, and follow me at yeah. uh, K underscore Hoob on Twitter. Right on. Cool. I don't. I don't have anything to. I'm not doing anything. I'm yes. not gonna plug my. Do you have a Twitter? Uh, at John Lee two seven one. How many yeah. movie uh, quotes do you have now? Uh, I'm trying to get to a hundred. And you're gonna stop? And then I'm gonna stop. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Just because it's, it's he, tw- he it's tweets movie much. quotes and he keeps. Movies. I know. I follow yeah. you on Twitter. Oh, yeah, and once I get to a hundred, I'm gonna stop. I think my I don't know what my hundredth movie is gonna be. Probably move on to something now. stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like a bad movie. It's a dud. Not Shaun of the Dead. That's a great I, No, movie. I already did Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, you sure. did. Yeah, uh-huh. I think you did. Thank you so much for being on the show, Anna. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for so having much. me. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Kev, let's, let's hit that button. Oh, We've gone so far into one. Act yeah. 3. Oh, God, hiccups. Oh, <laughs> we got to wait for these hiccups to go away. Okay. I think that was the last one. Hit it. Is that the last one? Hiccup? Is it? Yes. I think okay. so. Oh, all right. Hit it. Thanks for listening to The Process. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, be sure to give us a like over at facebook.com slash theprocesswithjohnandkevin. Uh, you can subscribe on SoundCloud or like any podcasting app. Just search uh, The Process with John Lee and Kevin Hugerworth. And we forgot to plug this at oh, the yeah. beginning. Well, and we didn't know it by the by the original ending of the right. we did plugs. But The Process Live. It's happening. It's May 19th. It's a Thursday at 10 p.m., $5 at the Upfront Theater. It's at the Upfront Theater. It's a real theater. Sorry, I keep, like, cutting you off because I know that. I'm excited. It's also on the – we also have it on our Facebook page. There's a Facebook event. Uh, Go ahead and say you're going or at least that you're interested so you don't forget. So many guests are are scheduled to appear. It's everybody Uh, but Katie Heath and Ben Craybill. Um, and, And Anna. Uh, and Anna, because yeah. she, we, we made an arbitrary cutoff at 15 just to yeah. have like a smaller pool. Um, and also not, maybe not Jake Betterman. He might be yeah. there, but everybody else uh-huh. is going to be in it. So cool. cool. And join us next week for some loser. Yeah. Who we got? <laughs> I, some, who we got some, next week? Some, some pathetic piece of crap. It's not very nice to say. Who is it, John? It's Kevin Hoogler. Oh, you think that way about me? <laughs> You have, you plug mine as some <laughs> unknown comedian, so I'm just getting you back. So I'm just a loser. I'm Kevin's episode loser. is here. I know you guys have all been waiting for it. Marina Price came back. She's co-host, co-host and uh, I talk a lot. So if you want to hear me I know. talk a lot, it's a, it's a great episode. Be really serious and not funny. Yeah. Uh, listen to it all next right. week. A week from today, check it out. Hopefully, it might be a day. Like we'll see how much is done. I have to recover from the improvathon, so oh, like, yeah. I'm a little worried about that. But I'll try and get it done. All right, look out uh, for that. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks.